Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you and DraftKings. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review, because you have done that. You have made us the biggest podcast in the world. Bigger than Oprah. Uh, How about that? I am super excited for today's episode because an old friend, a good friend, a super talented person, Bryant McFadden. Two-time Super Bowl champion, played college football at Florida State, played for the Steelers, beat the Arizona Cardinals in a Super Bowl, and then the very next year left the Steelers and signed with the Arizona Cardinals. He's a good friend. He is very, very entertaining. Host a podcast with Patrick Peterson, Bryant McFadden, going to join us. You know what? No games today. Let's get right to it. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have... 
always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. All right, two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden with us from South Florida, a friend of mine, an old friend of mine. I miss him dearly. He used to, uh, well, he used to come in and contribute to a show, uh, Sports Bang. I'm assuming that's the thing you miss most, that Saturday morning Sports Bang show on CBS and Doral. That's the thing you miss most about South Florida, right, Brian? Uh, no question. That was a hot show with hot people on it. You know what I mean? Getting people geared up for their Saturday uh, in South Florida. It was a great opportunity, man. I learned a lot, you know, you know, from you guys, everyone that was involved, you know, yourself, Amber, man, we had a real good show. The continuity was there, clearly, the chemistry. It was entertaining. I really enjoyed myself. That was my first legit intro I know. into the media world. What What is this magical place that you learned something from Stugatz? What is this? Sports <laughs> I've never heard of this. No question. No question. You know, Stu has always had a, a, a real welcoming personality. Uh, and, and just being so knowledgeable, of not just one particular sports, but all sports, you know what I mean? A very, very uh, entertaining, informative guy. Uh, and he welcomed me with open arms. And, and the thing that I like about Stu is that, you know, when I left sports, because I was just trying to intern, I was just trying to volunteer my time to try to get some, some type of reps going uh, into this media outlet that I was trying to get involved in. And when I left Sports Bang or when my time was up and when Stu went on to do bigger and better things, we, we stayed in contact. You know what I mean? That's a cool, genuine relationship. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, you know, they only deal with you when they have to. That wasn't the case for Stu and everybody else that's involved because I, I still you know, talk to Amber as well. I've done her show down there in Miami. And I really appreciate that. That goes a long way. And, and good things happen to good people. I'm not surprised to see the success that everyone is having that was a part of that sports being show. Uh, Mike, don't seem so fucking surprised. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, you, you only deal with me when you have to. What the hell did I do wrong? <laughs> uh, Brian, that is very kind of you to say, man. I appreciate it. Uh, check out his YouTube channel and podcast that he hosts with Patrick Peterson uh, called All Things Covered. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. I want to do some true or false fill in the blank. I want people to get a chance to know uh, my friend Brian McFadden, if that's okay with you, sir. That's, that's rock and roll. All right, true or false, you still can't believe Mike Vanderjack missed that field goal in the playoffs, your rookie season. <laughs> true. I can't believe it. True. True. And at that time, at that time, I think he was like the most accurate uh, kicker in the game at that time. It was like a 40-yarder. I mean, he's not a yeah. stop, but for a guy like Matt, Mike at that time, it was like it was like a, a short thing. So, yeah, true. I still don't believe it. Uh, I think, Mike, you can look it up if you want, but I believe Vanderjack was perfect that season. I, he was perfect. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was like 47-0 and 0 at that wow. point, but I'll look it up. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe he missed it. I, I like I, I, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, what impacted your feelings more? Winning a Super Bowl? You've been on both sides of this, Brian. Winning a Super Bowl or losing a Super Lose, Bowl? Losing. losing. Really? Impacted really? me more. The reason why I say this is because when I lost the Super Bowl, remember, I won two straight. So I never experienced losing. I never experienced, you know, that side 
of the ball game. So winning two straight and just knowing one one side when it comes to the feelings and the emotions and then losing that third, that, that still impacts me today. Mike, how many consecutive kicks did Vanderjack have? 42. 42. He was 42 of 42 and he missed that kick. Man. Wow. Was that, kick the, that was the AFC Championship game, wasn't it? It was the second round. Oh, the second round. And remember, that round. was the year, and I tell people this all the time, if you remember going back in 05, that might have been one of the best teams to not win a championship game or the one of the best teams to not get to a conference championship game. They were like 13-3. Right. and three. I mean, so many Hall of Famers were on that offense, you know, defense. Defensively, they were opportunistic. And, they, yeah, they had a first-round bye. So, yeah, that was the second round. Uh, in the playoffs, yep. Who'd you beat in the AFC Championship game? Do you the remember? Broncos, led by Jake the Snake Plummer. Oh my God, that is right. Jake Plummer made an Jake AFC Plum- Championship. They were number one. No, they were number two seed. The Colts were number yeah. one. I think Denver right. were number two. Right. Did you ever beat the Jets in the playoffs? No. Uh, oh, yeah, no, 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 Stu. We did. We beat the Jets in 2010. Right. I think it was 2010. Uh, no, I'm sorry. 20, yeah, 2010, we beat the Jets in the AFC Championship game. AFC Championship Was that the San Antonio yeah, Holmes yeah, catch? Yeah. yeah, that was, uh, was Tone was with the Jets. That was Sanchez, Mark Sanchez. That's right. Antonio Brown picked up a third yep. eight. Not that I wasn't in the top level of the stands in that frigid it cold It sounded weather. like you were in the top level of the stands. In I was, wearing green. Uh, you know what? And Brian's a, a good old friend of mine, but I've never had the chance to tell him this because we never had this discussion. Go fuck yourself, McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love you and I'm always here for you, but you know what? Fuck yourself. (laughs) And the thing about that ball game, the Jets, the Jets was real good. They weren't like an entertaining offense. Remember, they played good defense, ran the ball well and just convert third downs. And I think they were up on us, if not mistaken, in that ball game. They kind of jumped up on us by 10 points. No, uh, if you really want to remember what happened, I'll, I'll give you. Uh, so basically, you guys were kicking their ass in the first in the first Correct. half. And in the second half, they had found Yeah, they offense. can't even ask what it was. And then what happened was they it, it felt I had I had a member of your team tell me years later that if the Jets had gotten the ball back they were going to score and they would have won and they picked up a third and eight past Antonio Brown and that clinched it for yeah them. well I don't know That's if the amazing. member of my team said the Jets got the ball back they would have won but you want you, you want names I'll yeah who names. said that? I love it I love it who said it Mikey James Farrell James oh my god yes he might have he might have was under the influence <laughs> <laughs> well, he was drafted by the Jets, so he might have just felt bad for him. <laughs> wait, wait, so this is interesting. So losing a, a Super Bowl impacted your feelings more. The the I guess I guess the, the feeling of, of the way you felt after losing the Super Bowl outweighed the euphoric feeling you had of winning a Super Bowl. Would you exchange losing that suit? Would you give up a Super Bowl ring if you never had to experience losing a Super Bowl? I guess a clunky way of me asking a really so, bad question. So, yes. so, so that means. I keep I it all in, Mike. Don't fucking take it out. Not a single sentence I of it. Do. Good. <laughs> a great question, Stu. Great ah, question. You're funny, McFadden. <laughs> oh, so, so you say. Give up a Super Bowl to take away the feeling. So you either get one. Yeah. So, 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 no, no, let me set it. Let me reset it. You never have to experience losing a Super Bowl, but what you would have to do is give one of your two rings back. Okay. Two is better than one. No. No. Two is better than one. See, I got, I got the Lombardis over there. It's two. Not one is two. Yeah. Two is better than one. 
Oh my God! What else you got back there? What else you got working back there? He has two Vince Lombardi trophies back there. I got a picture of Jack Nicholas at Augusta. <laughs> Jesus! I got Christ. some. Uh, I got my high school jerseys over there. Well, right. the high school jerseys over there. I got the Florida State. Got the helmets. I got figurines. I got game balls up top. I got some more jerseys over here too. I just, I just, I, I swap jerseys sometimes when I'm doing the podcast. Depending on what team or what guests we have on, I try to swap jerseys. So. Oh my gosh, folks. Gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Check out that podcast, All Thing Covered, Brian McFadden and Patrick Peterson. Also check out his YouTube channel. The greatest player in Florida State history is blank. Ooh. Yeah, you like that, McFadden. Ooh. I dare you not to say Dion. I dare you. The greatest player in Florida State history. Wait, Mike, do we have a bet on this? <laughs> See, that's no, it's not hold this hold question. Hold we have a bet on about the history of the football program, right? Yeah. You yeah. still got Fred Berlitnikoff, right? Yeah. Now, I yeah. mean, he has but, a freaking award named after him. The Berlitnikoff Award. Played that for the Raiders. Fair. Freaking okay. uh, Ron Zellers was a grown man. You know what I mean? So, wow. I'm not going to let you get out of this with Fred Berlitnikoff. I'm no, going to make no, it from no. like 1985 <laughs> on, okay? Can I tell you mine? Can I tell you mine real quick? I'm going to go Deion Sanders. I'll go Deion Sanders, okay. right? Um, and I think just the impact he had on the game and still have currently is huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yes, I would go Deion Sanders. Uh, he, he basically globalized a position that wasn't really known like that. You know what I mean? Defensive back playing the cornerback position during his during his time in the late 80s, especially getting to the end of the National Football League. You know, cornerbacks were just a, another position, but he made it a hot thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's still a hot yeah. thing right now. And because of what he was able to do and being able to market himself, I mean, you got guys that are making big time money playing the cornerback position and they try to do what he's what he did. So I'll go Dion, but you, we got some greats here. We got a lot of big time greats. Well, I'm wondering, Brian, who's going to be uh, who's going to be the most upset by your answer? Like, who's going to be the guy that's going to be like, McFadden, what the hell are you doing? It was me. You know what? I, I think I don't think anybody would be upset or feel some type of way because they respect the craft and the game so much. And if you're, if you went to Florida state after Dion, you went to try to be like Dion to some degree, even if you played offensive line, you tried to be like Dion to some degree, you know what I mean? And for everybody in the secondary, you go and you walk into a office football facilities, you see primetime jerseys, see all the pictures and things like that. You know, you, 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 you go like, that's, that's what, that's what I'm trying to be like. That's who I'm trying to be like. Everything that he did, that's what I'm trying to do. I feel like Dion is probably the most upset because it took you so long. To no, what him. happened was 
It took it took I, you like thirty. And Dion's gonna be like Bolitnikov. What are you out of your mind? I, 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 I didn't want to shortchange any of the greats. Right. You know, I didn't want to shortchange any of the greats. I was gonna circle back home. You know what I mean? I just had to ride around the cobra sack a little bit and then get right back home. So that's what I right. did. I was gonna circle All back right. around. I want to give you mine. It's not Deion Sanders, although I'm guessing most people would say Deion Sanders, okay. rightfully so. He was amazing. He's one of the greatest football players and athletes that we've ever seen. I'm going to go Charlie Ward because I maintain that Charlie Ward was the greatest. Now, he went to the NBA, he did not go to the NFL, but he was the greatest quarterback in Florida State history. That's for me. Yeah. You know what? The thing about Charlie is that Charlie was able to really revolutionize the game by accident. Yeah. When they implemented that no huddle offense against Georgia Tech in Atlanta, they did so because they were down and they needed to try to find a spark. And when they implemented that during the game, the offense just started to flow uh, 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 dramatically and he just was unstoppable. They just kept that in place. So if that never happened, we don't know if Charlie Ward would have been Charlie Ward because in that no huddle offense, especially during that time, most offenses didn't do that. Defenses were not used to seeing that style of play. I mean, four wide receivers, shotgun, no huddle, up-tempo, going fast. Charlie made man in that offense. So, ooh. And you say he's the best. Uh, for me, for me. But, because everyone would say Dion. so I just I just want to throw I like that. else. I there. like that. Okay. I, just think about if Charlie played in today's game. Oh, my God. I think Charlie would be great in today's game, right? No question. I agree. Like Lamar Jackson type great. Yeah, but a better thrower. But a better thrower, you're yeah. right. All right, I'm going to put you in a bad spot again here. Best stealer of all time is blank. Joe Green. Mean Joe Green. Wow. Okay. Uh, man, Joe you Green. played at some places where there are a lot of... Well, I guess Florida State only has one option, but the Steelers have like a thousand options, man. I, hey, yo, Stuart, Mike, I tell people this when I talk football. I was literally in football heaven from college. Being, when I'm talking about being around greats, yep. you know what I mean? Uh, iconic individuals that have had their handprint in the game of football to some degree. Florida State, Bobby Bowden, Mickey Andrews, um, all of prolific players I played with, going to Pittsburgh, uh, playing under Bill Cowher, Hall of Famer. Then Mike Tomlin comes around, future Hall of Famer, all the Hall of Fame players that I played with. You know what I mean? I played with Jerome. Troy is getting ready to go into the hall. Dick LeBeau is in the hall. Cowher is going in the hall. At some point in time, Tomlin will go into, into the hall. Who knows? Hines might get a call at some point in time. I mean, I was literally in football heaven. Uh, you really were. You played with some great players. You also played with some crazy ones. Craziest player Bryant McFadden ever played with was blank. I know the answer here. Mike, this is the one we were supposed to have a bet on, was it not? There's only... No, no, this is not the one we have to bet on. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he answers the way I think he's Mike, I do crazy. love the idea. I, 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 I do love the idea presented by DraftKings, by the way, of you and I making bets on, on our guest answers before it actually happens and letting listeners wage on it, okay? Um... So go ahead, Brian, answer that question. The craziest player. I know it. I know it. Man, this is a good one. All right? I feel like there's only one answer. I know who you guys think I'm going to say. Who do you, who do, who, who do you think we think? Who do you think we James think? James Harrison. Yep, that's exactly yeah. who we think. Yep. But James was cool. Unless you played with Romanowski. <laughs> no, nah, they didn't play with Romanowski. Romanowski was right. great. Okay. James right. was cool, but James, you know, for us, James was like, you know, he's a teddy bear to us. You know, to the media people, oh, he used to intimidate the heck out of the media people, not mention people who he were playing against. But but crazy, and I don't mean crazy like off the wall, but a guy who was about that life, who didn't play around, Joey Porter. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Joy didn't play around. I, like Joy is like legit <laughs> about that life. Like for real. <laughs> like he didn't care anything about who you were or what you did, how big you were, or whatever the case may be. If you felt some type of way, he was gonna let you know and he was about whatever it is you wanted to be about. Is he like that as a coach? Oh yeah. no, no, no. He wasn't like that as a coach, but as a player, oh okay. no question. Peasy, man, and, and strong as a freaking ox. Oh my! And it did change when he came down here to Miami. He was just as crazy down here as he was uh, as he was playing for Pittsburgh. And see, and see, that's the thing in Pittsburgh. The players that were around him had that type of personality to some degree, where it meshed well. I don't know exactly the guys he had there, there in South Florida, but we all were kind of like the same. We all had the same mindset. Like if you were wrong, okay, cool, but we all gonna be wrong together. Uh, do you have a best Joey Porter story? I'm dying to hear one. Or, or Harrison, either one. Go Or both. Feel free. We'll sit back and listen. <laughs> Yo, so, so I, I forgot what, this is, this is a Debo, Debo story, right? James Harrison. Uh, so something happened in the media. And, and in Pittsburgh, you know, we had pretty, you know, cool media, you know, folks that would come interview us daily, weekly, whatever the case may be. And one of the media personalities misquoted Debo. And he was pissed off. So what he did was, and, you know, during those times, you know, media would be in our locker room during lunch break before we go to practice around 12 or 1, between 12 and 1, and they would be in our locker room after practice. So what happened was Debo got pissed. And I just told you, if one of us is wrong, we all going to be wrong together. If one is right, we all right. We were a team. We were the ultimate team. It didn't matter. So Debo was he felt some type of way so he said he wrote on the board and he wrote the reporter name down he said no one gives such and such a sound bite of anything until otherwise so when we saw that and he signed it Debo or James Harrison we was like okay cool we rocking with Debo and I felt so sorry for the guy because he couldn't get a sound bite it was like five reporters in, a, in, in let's say five reporters are in my face with microphones getting a sound right. mic asking questions and if i see him walk and try to sneak his <laughs> mic into the audience I, I shut it down i get quiet <laughs> so i felt bad but i'm like yo that's what debo wants and we all a team and we're gonna do what he wants us to do so it, just imagine the reporter that had no friends he was walking right. around the locker room couldn't get a sound bite anytime he walked into a practice squad guy it didn't matter who they, they went mute on them. I love that. But that symbolizes what type of team we had, the togetherness that we had also. That is so great. Brian McFadden with us, two-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, check out his YouTube channel and his podcast that he hosts with Patrick Peterson uh, called All Things Covered. Um, all right, Mike, you ready? Let's just do it beforehand. Okay, let's just put it out there because I'm going to ask the question now. So why don't you throw out a name and I'll throw out a name. I don't want him to know a question though, okay? I already got my name. All right, what's there. the name you're going with? Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, you're going with Fitz. Um, mm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the receivers that he played against back in the uh, – it wasn't a Jet receiver. We know that. Um, all right, I'm going to go Fitz, too. I think you're right. I happen to think you're no, right. No, you can't. It's a bet. Okay, you're right. We can't do that. <laughs> then we have to split. Let me think. Give me a second here. Hold on. Let me scroll through the teams for a minute. Um, did you play against? Go ready. Did you play against? No, I'm gonna go uh, T.O. Okay, I'm gonna go T.O. Okay. All right. So you have Larry Fitzgerald. I have Terrell Owens, the wide receiver that kept Brian McFadden up at night because he had to face him the next day was blank. I gotta pick out of out of one of those two. No, you can pick anyone. No. we're just we're just we're just uh, we're just anyone. making bets. I just thought that'd be your answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I'm going to draw a blast from the past. My rookie year, I freaking played against Jimmy Smith. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. right there. Woo. And I'm just, I, the crazy part about it, Stu and Mike, I caught Jimmy at the end of his career, and he was hell. I can imagine <laughs> what he was when he was in the prime of his year. Like, that, man, Jimmy Smith, man, Jimmy Smith had everything you would want. Speed, strength, smart, toughness, instinctive, reliable hands, and just the ultimate route runner. Jimmy Smith does not get his just due. And I understand he had some other issues that was associated with him. But if we're talking about just pure football, man, I, I and and that's no knock on the other receivers that I played against, you know, in my career, like the Chad Johnsons of the world, Steve Smith Sr., uh, Reggie Wayne, um, Randy, T.O., Fitz, uh, Andre Johnson. Uh, I mean, every week it was it was a it was a battle, you know what I mean? But but Jimmy yeah. Smith, that that he was just he was just a dog. Did you know it going in that like were you were you scared? No, like, so 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 check this out. Scared, but were you like thinking about it like the day before? No, like, oh, so, fuck, so, man, so I gotta, or were you just did you come out after the first series and be like, guys, Yo, I might need? To I like him. I like him up at night trembling because he has to face fucking Jimmy Smith the next morning. So check this out. So this is my rookie year. We playing Jacksonville and Hinesville. I was dressed, but I was supposed to. Mo I was mostly supposed to uh, contribute via special teams, right? Deshay gets hurt. No, the Shay didn't even dress. The Shay Townsend didn't dress. So for some reason, Coach Kyle didn't know if I really knew the playbook. So he didn't want to like, you know what? We're gonna go, we're gonna go another route and allow somebody else to play. So that person got hurt. So now BC comes to me on the sideline. B Mac, do you know your stuff? I'm like, Coach, man, yeah, I know my stuff. I'm ready. I'm ready, right? <laughs> so mind you, I was not supposed to really get significant snaps on defense, right? So this is like the second half. It's a close ball game. I mean, it's, it's, it's nail-biting time. So, like, B-Man, do you know your stuff? I'm like, yeah, coach, I know I'm ready. I'm ready. You're in. So I'm like, okay, cool, right? I'm like, I'm already in the flow again because I'm playing special teams. I'm just not in the flow, flow of the game defensively. And then, lo and behold, I see freaking Jimmy Smith come to my side. And for some reason, his calf muscles just look much bigger in person. I'm like, what the freak? Like, dang. This is a freaking legit NFL wide receiver. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm from Florida State. I'm like, man, I'm going to play against guys from Miami, Florida, you know, the who's a who. Uh, ain't no pressure. Man, that first ride hit me was a comeback. Oh, I'm like, shoot. luckily, B left, Byron left, didn't throw my side. And I came back to the huddle. I'm like, dang. So I didn't want to ask anybody in the huddle, like, yo, have y'all covered Jimmy Smith yet? So I was trying to be prideful, not asking any questions. But in my mind, I'm like, man, man, I don't, I don't know. Off that one route, I was like, man. I don't even know, man, if, if if I'm quite ready like I thought I was. But long story short, I fought, I competed. But every time I came to the sideline after covering Jimmy Smith, I wanted to ask someone, hey, have y'all covered Smith yet? The, the pride in me, just being a man. You know, most men don't like asking questions, especially if it's kind of resulting to, I might need a little help. I was like, no, I'm just kind of man up. But so here's the way you should have done it, though. You should have told your teammates, hey, this Jimmy Smith guy, he sucks. Anyone want to guard him? <laughs> I should have been like, hey, man, Jimmy Smith, man, a little whack. You want to get your stats? Hey, how, how, how y'all doing when y'all come? You little whack on my side, man. What y'all think? But, yeah, but Jimmy is, Smith is, 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 was a dog. Is it Jimmy Smith or someone else who taught the most amount of trash to you when you were playing? Freaking uh, Chad, Chad talked a lot of trash. But, you know, in a, in a, in a joking way. 
Who was serious, though? Was there a guy that was just serious in person? Wide receiver-wise? No, we didn't have yeah. a lot of people that was serious. You know, uh, Steve Smith talked trash, but he talked to himself. <laughs> it was weird because you would think, you you know, you in the football field, you hear somebody say, man, this can't guard me, man. Evan guy can't, he can't guard me. We're like, who are you talking to? Right, but he's by himself. He's by himself talking. And it's funny because we had Steve Smith on the show, All Things Covered, during the season, and I asked him about that. He's like, that was a way of getting himself going. Like the disrespect they're showing me by trying to say this person or that person can guard me is total disrespect. So he said he used to have conversations with himself. And it worked out because, you know, he had a Hall of Fame-like career. The best wide receiver today is Blake. <sighs> Tough one. The best. You're really thinking about this, McFarland. Yes. By the way, why he thinks about it, Ernest Wilford would have been on the other side of Jimmy Smith. No, Ernest, no, not Ernest, Reggie Williams. Reggie Williams, right. From from Washington, the first round. Wasn't it Keenan McCardell for a little bit? And Vince, Vince Wilford was like the third wide receiver. And they also had a young Matt Jones from Arkansas. That's right. Best wide receiver in today's game. And I don't know how... And I'll answer this question based on the most recent year, which was last year. I think that's fair, right? Okay. Yeah, totally. Well, it's a tough one. It ain't Braxton Berrios, I can tell you that. (laughs) The Jets? The Jets? Yeah. You ready to put Denzel Mims in that category? Uh, I'll probably go D-Hop. Oh, really? Hopkins. Interesting. Yeah. And I know I said this was pertaining to last year. But the thing I like about D-Hawk, D-Hawk has shown the ability to put up numbers and do numbers with whoever, with anybody throwing in the football. Right. That's interesting. Because I was going to say Devontae Adams, but I have no idea how this relationship works. Does the quarterback make the receiver better? Does the receiver make the quarterback better? Because I would like to see Devontae Adams put up these kinds of numbers without uh, uh, without yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I don't think that he can, you know? Yeah. But we've seen yeah, DeAndre a- Hopkins do it with TJ Yates. Exactly. <laughs> No, no slights. With TV. Brian Hoyer. Yeah, yeah Brian Hoyer. <laughs> With Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Mikey, what do, you, what do you make of that face? Hopkins would be good on the Jets is what he's trying to say, Mike. Okay? Even on the, the Jets, Jets, he would be good. The Jets got a quarterback, right? I don't know. Do they? You tell me. Do they have a quarterback? We're going to wait and see. The thing about <laughs> Zach Wilson is that yeah. if you go back and look at Zach Wilson in 2019 or 2018, didn't look anything like we saw in 2020. So, so did he... Vic Beasley us. Right. And what I mean when I say that, you remember that I one year where Vic Beasley had 16, yes. 17 sacks? Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, he's the next great one, or he could be the next great one, and he just disappeared? Yeah. I mean, for you Jets fans, you'll find out. Yeah. Well, no, we already know. <laughs> <laughs> I've read this story. I know how it ends. <laughs> If he went anywhere else, I'm telling you right now, Brian, he'd be in Canton in about 20 years. But since he went to the Jets, he'll be out of the league. I mean. <laughs> I can't say right. this. To give you guys a little bit of hope, I like Robert Salah. Yeah. Well, he was on the podcast. We like him, too. Yeah, he's, we, he, we, he's, he, yeah. it, it, he, I think he's going he's going, to – he's the right man for the job. If I told you uh, a long time ago the Dolphins did not sign Mike Tomlin to be their head coach because Dolphins CEO Joe Bailey thought he was too hip-hop, you would say blank. True. True. I heard that story. I legit heard that story, guys. And the crazy part about it, they felt like he was too hip-hop, too urban, and they wanted to go give, uh, uh, what, Philbin? Joe Philbin. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was Joe Philbin. Another yes. opportunity for an interview. So that's yep. crazy. And look how that bit them in the behind. For some reason at that time, the Dolphins are in a better position right now because I love Chris Griff. I love I love B-Flow. Uh, the structure they have been able to establish in that organization has been well documented, right? But before that regime, they was dropping the ball. So we had Nick Saban on, on the podcast as well, right? And I asked Nick Saban about the whole Drew Brees Cold pepper situation. He said he wanted to sign Drew Brees. And that ultimately led to him leaving the NFL because he felt like he couldn't be the best coach that he needed to be if he didn't have all the say so. So he wanted to sign Drew Brees. The organization and the trainers, I guess, said that Cold Pepper was the best situation, was the best option. And Dr. James Andrews said Drew Brees was going to be okay. He was he was going to be okay. So an expert who works on Bodies, muscles, tendons. Said this man is okay, and Saban said that's what I wanted. But the organization wanted to go the opposite direction, and look how that worked out. And then what you just said, yes, that's true. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. He was. I was sitting. I was sitting right there when it happened. So Mike, just so you know, the Dolphins hired a headhunter to, to hire their CEO. And the headhunter, you know, the guy, you know, he's a job recruiter. Uh, the guy looked in the mirror one morning and decided that he was the best, <laughs> the best guy for the job. His name was Joe Bailey. So he hired himself and then didn't hire Mike Tomlin, didn't know his microphone was on, didn't know that people were listening because it happened at our radio station. And he said to somebody, we didn't hire Mike Tomlin because he's too hip hop. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, but you guys don't know. I have my own sources. And what you guys don't know is they also didn't sign. Drew Brees because he was too hip hop. <laughs> it makes sense. I wonder. By the, way, it's very, by the way, it's very convenient for Saban to throw Dr. Da- Danny Cannell's dad under the bus. Hey, it was Cannell's dad. He told him not to sign Brees. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Really? That's a true story? That is a true story. Yeah. Wow. It is. I mean, listen, you bring in Nick Saban. If Nick wanted to sign Drew Brees, he could override the organization. You don't bring Nick Saban in and not let him make that decision, right, Brian? I think. I would call him yeah, out. That. Yeah, but coming from what Saban said, that, you know, that was something that, you know, still bothered him. And right. going to Alabama, especially what they were offering him, he knew he would have the ultimate say-so right. over that yep. opportunity. And he has, right. and it, it's worked out. Wait till uh, Urban Meyer finds out he just can't walk into someone's home and take them. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so you're going to play here for a while. Hey, <laughs> hey, I don't think we have the question if Urban Meyer has the ultimate say so. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're hundred, yeah. yeah, he's made a couple of questionable ones so far, hasn't he? No question. Ha- well, go ahead, expand. How do you feel? The Tebow one, the strength and conditioning coach? Both. Clearly, <laughs> clearly the strength and conditioning coach was a wow. big eye raiser. Yes. Right. No doubt. Yeah. Now, he, he tried to correct his wrongs by firing him or parting ways, but that definitely was an eye raiser. And then the Tebow situation is like, I, I don't understand it. I, I applaud people getting opportunities, but I applaud people getting opportunities that are deserving to get opportunities. He's, he's, he's been so far removed from the game. How can you say he's deserving of, of this opportunity? Uh, nepotism. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, Tim Tebow made Urban Meyer a legendary coach, and so Urban Meyer's paying him back. I guess. Yeah. Here's the funny thing: he leads the league in terms of jersey sales. That's why Jacksonville probably signed him. And the over/under on touchdowns caught by Tim Tebow this year, Mike, you'll love this: is five. 
And I'm telling you, Urban Meyer, if that was set at 10, Mike, i take the over, over because Urban Meyer loves Tebow that much that he's going to get him north of 10 touchdowns. It's my lock of the year in the NFL, Mike. <laughs> lock of the year, yeah. And when people keep saying that he won't make the team lock, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tebow make the team. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a starting quarterback. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Um, you retired in 2011. Yes, if I told you then, if I told you then, the moment you retired, that 10 years from now, Tom Brady would not only still be playing quarterback, but would be the reigning Super Bowl champion, you would have told me what? False. <laughs> I would not. I would not it wasn't a true false, McFadden. <laughs> it was great. False. I, I, say, I wouldn't. No, that's not true. That won't happen. For the Bucks. No for the way. Bucks, right, no the, less. For the Bucks. Uh, what the F? I mean, seriously. You forgot to add the Bucks into that yeah. equation, to that question. For, wow. For the Bucks, man. He's going to talk to his... Yeah. The, man, the, 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 the greatest of all time, uh, clearly in the National Football League, yes. Um, what he's been able to do, and I think he's the, he's the best bellwether i ever seen. Like, you talk about leader. He probably is the best leader. I've ever seen, clearly in the game of football. And I think leadership in the game of football is a little different than leadership in basketball or other sports because you're dealing with so many guys. It's not just the 22 starters on offense and defense. What about the guys who start on special teams? You know what I mean? Being able to get everybody on the same page. And instantly when they sign with the Buccaneers, the odds improve in their favor to get to the Super Bowl, win a division, blah, 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 because they they knew what he brought to the table. Like everyone – took a part of who he, who he is as a player, his football DNA. And instantly, a team that was up and down became one of the best teams in the National Football League, and they won a championship. All right, one more. We're going to play a quick game with you, get you out of here. You've been gracious with your time, as always. Um, the quarterback from this year's draft that will be the best NFL – that will have the best NFL career is blank. Mm. 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 <laughs> Tebow's a tight end, Mike. You can't necessarily put him in that quarterback. For now. Maybe next year For they might now. switch positions. It'd be great if Tebow was better at tight end than Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Remember, oh anybody can wear. I don't think Atlanta now. would like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Atlanta would like that. The the best quarterback from this draft. Because I know in San Francisco, you think Garoppolo is going to be the guy this year, even though they took Trey Lance. Yeah, right. Trey Lance. Yeah. I don't expect to see Trey Lance until twenty twenty two. Okay. Right. All right. Um, so you got Garoppolo starting all season. You said. Yeah, if he's healthy. Okay. Best quarterback from this draft. I'll go Trevor Lawrence. The reason why I'm going Trevor Lawrence, I'm going chalk because he was the best quarterback in college football last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Technically, he's, he's, you know, could have been the best. You can, you can have his name in a conversation, the best quarterback in college football the last two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he just has that factor. Now I, I question the parts that the pieces that are surrounding him, but just from the individual standpoint, it's hard to kind of go against Trevor. Uh, especially not knowing or seeing any of these guys take a meaningful snap. But just going back to college days, the last two years, you can easily say he was the best quarterback in college football. So I'll go Trevor Lawrence. All right, two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden with us. Uh, Check out his YouTube channel and his podcast with Patrick Peterson called All Things Covered. They have guests like Nick Saban on there. Mike, when do we get Nick Saban on our podcast? (laughs) Never. Uh, All right, we're going to give you a choice, Brian, because I want to have you on more often because this has been a lot of fun. And uh, I love catching uh, catching up with you. So we're going to give you a choice here of one or two games. We'll play the other one the next time you come on. Okay. All right. Here are your choices. 
You want to play a game of Cower, Tomlin, or Bowden, or do you want to play McFadden or McFad out? <laughs> wow. Let's go to coaches. So stupid. Right, let's go to coaches. Right, you, want to, you want to do the coaches. All right. All right. Good choice. All right. The coach that chewed you out the hardest. Cower, Tomlin. Cower. Bowden. <laughs> he didn't let him finish. <laughs> I chewed out, chewed out. I didn't finish. <laughs> Cower. God chewed me out. Spit flying everywhere, too. All right. I, uh, do you have an example of him chewing you out? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he he was fired up. We played. This is my rookie year. Uh, I didn't I didn't contain my crack replaced. Basically, I didn't replace the crack on our safety, and I did replace it. Let me correct myself. I replaced it, but Thomas Jones just ran through my tackle. Like Thomas Jones was Chicago. This is when we played the Bears. You know, Thomas Jones lived in the weight room, and I didn't really bring my hips. Like I should have brought my hip. And he just ran through my tackle and broke for about 20 or 30 yards. And I came to that side, and I, man, and he, he jumped all in me. What are you doing? He, ah, he just said a whole lot. And then we go back in the next series. I see Troy Palomalo miss the same exact tackle. So I was just waiting to see what happened to Troy when we got to the sideline. I'm just sitting from afar just looking. I see Troy walk to the sideline. Nobody says anything. I was waiting for BC to walk up on him. Nobody says anything. Beast in my act like it happened. I said, okay, that's what it means to be a superstar. <laughs> I love it. And I love this game because the coaches, there are three perfect coaches, Coward, Tomlin, Bowden. The coach who scared you the most, same answer? No question. <laughs> no question. Are you surprised Coward hasn't, like, are you surprised that Coward hasn't coached again? I'm super surprised. I, le I legit thought when that Giants job became available over, over a year ago before hiring Joe Judge, I thought that might have been the ideal opportunity yes. for Coward. Already living in New York, you know what I mean? A big city, so he's not like a, the, the big fish in the, in the pond or anything like that. I'm surprised, yeah. All right, coach with the best sense of humor, Coward, Tomlin, Bowden. You know what? I'll say Bowden. Yeah. Big B. Okay, okay, that's a good yeah. one. Uh, the coach least likely to pay for dinner, Coward, Tomlin, Bowden. Bowden because he's old school. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's so much older. You know what I mean? So Bowden even pay for uh, meals wherever in Florida State? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He probably he don't have to pay for meals. He probably he probably come anywhere he goes, he probably eats free anyway. It's so great. If Brian McFadden made it into the Hall of Fame, the coach he would choose to induct him, Cower, Tomlin, Bowden. Wow. That's, that's a, great... a difficult spot, man. I'm oh sorry. man. Fuck you, Mike. Oh, man. Let's wait till you get to the next one I sent you. Man, yo, that's a good one. I'll go Bowden because out of all three coaches, I think he is the most iconic right now. All right, the coach you would listen to stand-up comedy. The coach who, the best sense yeah, of humor. Uh, Tomlin. Yeah, yeah. Tomlin. No, the, Tom, what, Tomlin, Tomlin doing a stand-up routine would be funny. <laughs> I guess he would be. I, I think I, I don't want to see Coward do it. <laughs> right, right. You're right. Um, I process I of elimination. Either, so, yeah, I go Tomlin. Yep. The, uh, the most underrated coach of the three, Coward, Tomlin, Bowden. Coward. Wow. Really? Yeah. Even right you now, feel like you think right. about this, guys. It seems like every other year, people are saying he should be on the hot seat. I mean, the man's right. never had a losing season <laughs> in his career. You know, and I know he played for an organization that the expectations are always high, but I don't think he gets he gets his just due. It's funny, it's funny the, you say that because every year since everybody's like, "Oh, he should come out and coach our team because that you know he he'd take us to the promised land." Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the coach that would drink Bryant McFadden under the table. Tower, Tomlin, or Bowden? I can't wait for this answer. Ooh. Probably Tomlin. Really? Really? <laughs> I mean, they don't, don't take much to drink me under the table. But, but I think Bowden right. would just okay. drink from a jug with three X's on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, the best athlete, Coward, Tomlin, or Bowden? Ooh. Ooh, this probably would be a, a two-man question between Coward and Tomlin. Tomlin played wide receiver. Coward played linebacker. Uh, I'll go Coward because Coward did play in the league. Okay. Uh, and this goes without saying. The coach that you would most want to tell a young Brian McFadden a bedtime story. <laughs> Coward, Tomlin, or Bowden? Bowden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What a I go Bobby. Question. Yeah. I go Bobby. Oh, that is great. Brian McFadden, it was great catching up with you, man. Uh, uh, we you. appreciate it. Check out his YouTube channel. Check out the podcast uh, with Patrick Peterson. All things covered. How's uh, How you doing working with Peterson there, man? Oh, man, it's, it's good. It's good. You know, we got a, a, a long-lasting relationship, so I've been knowing him his entire life. Uh, so it's good. Yeah. He's a, he's a top five athlete of all time. Just just no pure question. athleticism, right? He's a top five athlete of all time. Oh no question. You should see him on the basketball court. A young Pat B when he was on the basketball court, some of the dunks he used to be able to do. Uh, yeah, but great guy. We got another outstanding episode this week. Make sure y'all check us out. We drop an episode every Wednesday where podcasts are found near you. And like Stu said, our YouTube page. All things covered. Uh, hey, listen, I know I'm not Nick Saban, but feel free to have me on once in a while. Oh no Jesus question. Christ. No question. <laughs> yeah. And hit you with some questions, rapid fire. Yeah, please do. What about my show? The guys on my show. That would be great. Yes, do that. <laughs> yes, that, yes, that, that would yes. be, uh, since I put you in such terrible spots, feel free to do it to me. Stupidity! Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.